Well, welcome back to Tomatly. Tomatly Talks, episode 29. I'm sitting here at Tomatly with John Exum. Hey, John. Hey, Lynn. It's nice to have you back. Nice to be back. We've got the and Motley and crew and Allie somewhere, so if you hear barking, uh, you know where it's coming from. Won't be John, won't be me. <laughs> well, we've had a lot going on since uh, episode 28, haven't we, John? We have indeed. I was trying to think before we uh, started, because I like for it to just be a free-for-all, so to speak. Uh, but I was trying to think, what do you think people would want to hear about? And... You know, I personally like to talk a little bit about the midterms. Uh, obviously, President Trump has announced for 2024. And then, obviously, the burning subject today is what in the world's going on with our country and what's going to happen to us. Well, I think these are each of these three topics are topics our viewers will certainly want to hear our commentary on. Well, they're going to be listeners because we're not on tape. <laughs> That's <video>. right. Good. <laughs> yes. Thank you. That way we didn't have to shave and clean up. <laughs> the uh, well, let's let's take it this way. Was there was there a, a red wave? There was not, and I thought there would be, but you were correct to point out that it would be a a rhino ripple. I might be paraphrasing a bit, but well. You would have expected a, a red wave coming I out of, coming out of November 2020, and the popularity of President Trump, where he got by his own admission uh, more votes than any sitting president in the history of the presidency, plus a lot more. I think is the way he described it. Seventeen percent more than the first time. So, I still believe, and I cling to the uh, belief that President Trump won the 2020 election by a landslide. I second that belief. So let's assume that's true, because we believe it is. So that popularity would have not diminished two years later, given the failed state of this character, Bribes, being the alleged uh, resident. Absolutely not. It would have skyrocketed. So there should have been uh, a red tsunami. There should have been, and he does have a record of about 91% success with his endorsements. But as you say, the Senate should have flipped, and the House should have been at, at a minimum a reflection of what happened in 2010 when there was really only one burning issue on the table that I recall, which was Obamacare. Here in 2022, we've got an unpopular Stupid war in the Ukraine that nobody understands or agrees with. You think we're still fighting? Still fighting in the Ukraine? Well, if we're still spending, by all appearances, we're still spending money on it. So hundreds and hundreds of billions of dollars, allegedly. And that's just one thing. And we got. Yeah, the Ukraine army sure is good to be able to go toe to toe with a superpower like Russia. Right. They are the. I think they're still the number two military in the world. And the United States of America is number one. As best I know, I'm not a military expert. The, um, so the conclusion is we would have expected a red wave, if not a red tsunami. President Trump, I have no idea how many rallies he held, Save America rallies, but he was all over the country campaigning hard uh, for the various Republican candidates that he had endorsed. 
And clearly from the size of the crowds, we know that President Trump is still a dominant figure and a popular figure among we the people. Can we agree on that? 100%. And so his, I believe you said 91% success, success rate. rate. That's in the general. That's phenomenal. It is. And then what happened? They, they blamed him for not getting the red wave. I don't, that doesn't make any sense to me. Well, it makes no sense to me either. Unless the 2022 midterms were rigged. Oh, with, well, with why the, would that happen? <laughs> well, the objective in 2020 was to keep President Trump officially out of the White House. And 2022 was about getting Trump, too. To kill his influence. They want to take President Trump out. That's right. Why do you think they're so continually hell-bent on taking Donald Trump out? Because, I mean, I can't, I can't keep up with the number of investigations and lawsuits. And now I hear there's a special prosecutor going after him. Uh, they tried to impeach him after, the, uh, after allegedly he lost in 2020. Right. What, what's the fascination with keeping President Trump out of power, officially out of power? So my, I can only speculate that for whatever reason, they still perceive him to be a threat. But the question I have is if they can get away with literally switching votes and all these other things that are documented, mail-ins, why do they, why do they have to go through the motions? Why, why was there no... And I would have thought a massive movement to get rid of the computer vote machines. Because we saw the flips on the yeah. screen. We know, they, we know they flip votes. But nobody seemed to focus on that. Nope. Uh, they want to talk about drop boxes, and they want to make minor tweaks to the mail-in votes, tweak up the voter rolls. But nobody in the state legislators, legislatures around the country seem to be any bit interested at all in getting rid of these machines. They aren't. And we know why not, don't we? I think we have a very good idea. Yeah, because they use them to stay in power. They manipulate them. That's right. Uh, so they're not going to take out from the voting system the very thing they rely on to stay in power. Nope. People, I think, uh, as I recall from economics for dummies people don't act against rational minded people don't act against their own self-interest and unfortunately i think that includes the so-called public servants well what we got is a democratic party that's made up of the left radical wing left-wing radicals and then you've got rhinos I mean, if I ask you, and I won't put you on the spot unless you want to jump in, can you name a real patriot, not a rhino, a real patriot that's in office right now that calls himself or herself a Republican? I'll give you an hour to think about it. <laughs> Probably still be thinking about it. <laughs> I don't think you're going to find one. 
Now I'll, I'll, there could be an exception. Well, there, there. What I was thinking is there, there, are, there are a few good pieces here and there, but on balance, someone I completely trust with his or her heart being purely focused on helping we the people, the constituents. I can't. I, I can think of some people who want to go a little bit, contemplate certain needs of election reform just to tickle, placate. To tickle your ears. Tickle our ears, but they don't want to go the full Monty, and they pretend like they don't understand what we're talking about when we say, look, you know, it's documented. We got, we got all these issues. I mean, all these electric, electronic files were deleted in violation of federal election law. You've got cyber forensic experts who have verified that, you know, people who can stand up to cross-examination and all that. It's like, oh, well, nobody, they, they pretend like they don't understand. And I know in North Carolina, you got the three, those three people in charge of the Senate, state Senate committee, standing committee for elections and redistricting. One of them went to the school of math and science. He's really smart in science. The other two were lawyers. So one of them was an undergrad at West Point. So I know they're smart enough to know what I'm talking about because I'm no IT expert, but I know how to take notes from somebody who is, and I know that an electronic file that is illegally deleted is the same thing as taking a regular paper file and shredding it. You're still violating federal law. There was one candidate, well, not a candidate. There was one political figure that talked about computer voting machines. And he didn't come out and say, we got to get rid of them. What he said was, we have got to return to paper ballots. That was President Donald J. Trump. I haven't heard uh, Ron DeSanctimonious say anything about paper ballots. Have you? I have not. The only election integrity uh, moves I think DeSantis has made is um, I think he's maybe gotten rid of mail-ins and some other things, but he's not hit the real elephant in the room as far as I'm concerned, which is the ability for the remote access to flip votes. And... That may not be everything, but at least it, it decentralizes the fraud. Well, we the people want paper ballots. Absolutely. We want same-day voting. We want voter ID. We do. And we want the votes counted that day by hand by people that are trained and are trustworthy. Yes. If we get those things, we'll have an honest election. Yes. Or maybe not. I know President Trump talks about Macron's victory in France, and he points out, I think correctly, they had 30 million some odd people voting by paper ballot, and they got a result that night. But the people in France, they don't like Macron, and they don't believe that Macron won. So I believe that the only way to get an honest election is to get the cheaters out of the system. Because as long as you have cheaters in the system, they're going to find a way to cheat. Oh, for sure. So you got to identify them. And I would say because they're tampering with the election of the President of the United States and government officials in Congress, uh, you got to put them in jail because it's treason. 
and what occurred in November of 2020, or what they attempted, was treason. Yeah, overthrow the government. The duly elected president of the United States. Absolutely. Well, you know, I didn't hear and didn't see. I, I know a lot of people on Telegram wrote me and said there's all kinds of fraud down in South Florida and I think in other areas of Florida that they thought occurred in 2020. Uh, but then Florida had this big win in 2022 and everybody started going, Ron, Ron DeSanctimonious, he's the man. Now, what is Ron DeSanctimonious's, what's the body of his life's work? I know he went to Yale. I don't know whether he was in Skull and Bones or not. I know he then went to Harvard. I know he served a brief few years in the military. Mm -hmm. And then he became a politician. Yeah, that's, and I don't know how many people he ran around and endorsed either, or what his record is on endorsements. Well, I never saw him. I saw him do some things that looked like he was laying the groundwork to run for president. Yes. Uh, and I'm not saying that he didn't try to campaign for people, but I am saying that I look at the body of his life's work and I compare it to the body of the life's work of Donald J. Trump, and there's no comparison. No. The great thing about President Trump that in 2016 is he's not a politician. Mm -mm. And he went in there to shake it up. He did. And he shook it up, didn't he? He still is. But the people that are in power that, <laughs> that are in Washington, D.C., and the state capitals, they don't want it shaken up. They want status quo. I don't believe Mitch McConnell's been reelected that many times in Kentucky. I don't believe that Maxine Waters has been reelected that many times in uh, California. I don't believe that Nancy Pelosi has been reelected that many times. I think they're in power because it's been rigged for a long time. And 20 years ago, when Georgia was the first state to use computer voting, it became even easier to cheat and to select candidates. Now, I've been on this soapbox on Telegram, so I won't get caught up on it too long, much longer here. But at the bottom line is we did not have an honest vote in 2022 in the midterms. Of course not. I don't think we had an honest vote in Georgia in the January 21 runoff. We did not. I don't think we had an honest, people in California had an honest vote uh, on the recall of Kami uh, Newsom. No, I recall, I recall video footage of Larry Elder having subtracted votes and Newsom getting plus votes. Same with Youngkin. And boy, he bailed out early, didn't he, and conceded. And then you had old Young, young Ken... What president say? It's that old Chinese or communist. Youngkin is a globalist. Absolutely. And yet the flim-flam flip-floppers were going, oh, we got a red wave in Virginia. No, <laughs> you got a red wave. You elected a globalist as the governor of Virginia. That is not a victory for the people in America that love America and want to put America first. Globalists are our enemy. I mean, yeah, Youngkin's company, Carlisle. I think they, <laughs> I think they owned uh, directly or indirectly the Dominion voting machines. Yeah. And then do do we get honest votes in these other primaries? I don't know. I don't see how. I think all the candidates are selected. 
and one's going to be selected to win, and the other's going to be selected to run and grift. I am tired of the text messages from politicians begging for money. I am tired of the emails. You mean you don't feel sorry for them when they, when they tell you that they're not going to be able to afford their annoying ads anymore? <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how it, why it cost $40 million to run a statewide campaign. I mean, the people are running for, that you run for office in the House of Representatives, you run from a very uh, discreet district. Right. Why does it take 10 or 15 or $20 million to run for Congress in a district where you could spend the time, you could go out and almost shake everybody's hand in person? It's, it's, it, I call it money laundering. And they're taken from the people who desperately want to be represented on the issues they care about, and they're taking money from them. And they're taking money from the people on the other side of the issue. And what are we getting for? Are we getting any bang out of our buck? No, we talked about a couple minutes ago how there's been relatively scant legislation in the last 10 years. You could count on one hand significant legislation passed by Congress in the last 10 years, I think. Yeah, in fact, if you go back to Obamacare, that was passed in 2009, so that would be 13 years ago. All Congress does is go up there and investigate. I thought Congress was supposed to legislate, not investigate. But they go up there and they get all the investigations and they get on the cameras and they're all making political speeches. They're always running for office. And there's non-stop grifting. Money, money, money. You know what the love of money is, don't you? It's the root of all evil. That's right. So I'm concerned about America. I think President Trump is right when he says we are a nation in decline. And we are declining rapidly. I remember back in 2019, I sensed clearly that there was censorship taking place in our country became even more obvious in 2020 after COVID when they started censoring information regarding therapeutic treatments for COVID. We know they've suppressed the right of free assembly, peaceful assembly. They did that with the, I think, false flag of January 6th. So people are afraid to go out and assemble to peacefully protest what the government's doing. And they made examples out of people. I'm not sure some of those people are in jail. I'm not saying it's not some innocent people in jail, but man, all of them came up with GoFundMe accounts and they're appearing on interviews and podcasts while they're supposed to be in these onerous jail conditions. There's something not right about that. Do you agree? Yeah, I don't, I don't uh, understand how the whole being thrown in jail having basically your habeas corpus rights stripped, and then all of a sudden they give you the right to go talk to somebody in an interview, how that's reconciled. So, what happened, what happened to the right of habeas corpus, which means that you cannot be uh, detained illegally without due process, process of law. You can't be held indefinitely without due process of law. Why aren't these lawyers filing motions on that very point, because the law is clear, you can't do what they're doing. 
Or maybe we don't have the rule of law right now. Maybe. Or, yeah, maybe there's motions I don't know about. But, yeah, I'm, I don't feel like, based off what I've seen with you, I don't, I'm not very confident in the status of our <laughs> ru rule of law. It's no rule of law in Georgia. There's no rule of law in the state bar of Georgia. They just make it up to get the result they want. I sadly have to agree with you based off the documents I've seen. And the actions that the state bar people have taken. Yeah. So uh, that's the promised bark that you, I warned you about. <laughs> Uh, I made it clear some time ago that I thought the, the nation had turned communist. I believe it's infiltrated all aspects of our society. Our churches, our school system, our legal and judicial system, obviously our politics in terms of who's in, who's in office, I think a rhino's a communist. And we know the Democrats, <laughs> the, the left radical, uh, the, the radical uh, left, they're communists. And we fell asleep at the switch. My kids were not, I thought they were learning what I was taught in school. I didn't pay attention. And they were basically being taught communism instead of loving America. Instead of America being a nation under God, communists are godless. I don't, the pharmaceutical industry, the medical uh, profession, it's all become corporatized and it's central control. That's communism. I can't believe that people are not talking more about one world government. Oh, what's his name? Soros was talking about it in 2020. And he said by Davos 2021, which would have been in January, that they would have one world government. They only had one problem. Trump. He, sa he said it right out loud. We've got to get rid of Donald Trump. They brought him out to Davos in 2020 and schmoozed him to see if they could groom him to come into the club. He didn't come. He put his finger in their face and said, America will always be America first. So... That's when I, th I think they went ahead and implemented their plan in 2020 to take him out in a rigged election. But we don't have one world government in America yet, do we? It doesn't appear that way. We still, as you've said before in conversations, if you think about an eight-cylinder car, we're still, our freedom is still working on five cylinders. We're still able to go where we want to go. And our representatives at least pretend to care what we have to say, to an extent, unless you start talking about machines. Why? I may have to take a break and run the dogs outside. <laughs> <laughs> now what are you doing? Would one of y'all like to come up here and get in front of the microphone and make those sounds? Growl? <laughs> pardon me. Oh, pardon my dogs, my puppies. America's running on, I'd say, still about five or six cylinders of an eight-cylinder engine. Right. But the economy is not. Not the real economy, no. Right. So many people think the stock market is the economy. That's nonsense. That is nonsense. I think the stock market is rigged. Yeah. You cannot have 
rising interest rates and rising to the point many people would say runaway inflation and have a booming stock market that's going up. It should be going down. And yet, here we are. Last Friday a week ago, the Dow went up 1,300 points. Well, there's definitely a complete divergence between the stock market performance and everyday Americans' ability to uh, earn a living, GDP, employment, all those things. Well, the price of gas is going back up. Oh, yeah. President Trump said they were going to lower it artificially for the midterms, and I think he's right. It's going to go up, up, up. Diesel fuel is hard to find. It's getting more expensive. If we lose the diesel fuel, we've lost the big trucks to be able to transport our products around the country, food. you still got a potential railway strike. you still got a potential longshoreman strike. If they went on strike in the first week of December, this country would be in a legitimate national emergency because we would lose our ability to transport the goods we need to eat. I think the dogs agree with me. I think they do, too. Who would disagree with that? Well, <laughs> the rhinos, <laughs> the commies. The, um, and that's just one problem that we're facing. Inflation is the most cruel tax of them all because it's silent. I don't believe inflation's at 8 or 9%. I think it's much higher. But let's just say it's at 9%. That is a 9% tax on every dollar you get. Not only that, you don't get anything in return for that tax. There's no government service being done for that hidden tax. You just lose your money or lose your the real value of it. And what's this deal about what's being done to with our tax dollars? I, I'm not going to try to guess, but I know it's in the hundreds of billions of dollars that we've allegedly sent to Ukraine. It's we got a lot of problems here in America. We ought to be spending that money to better the lifestyle of Americans. Put America first. And then America will always be philanthropic. It will help other nations if they need it. And, we, and we've taken care of our own first. That's America first. I get frustrated when I look at what President Trump stands for. Save America. Put America first. Make America great again. Anyone that does not embrace those guiding principles is a communist. Any, That's my opinion. Any American who doesn't, yes. You bet, because that'd be someone that doesn't want to save America. The communists don't want to save us. They want to take us over and destroy us. Somebody would have to say they don't want to put America first. We want America last. I think that was Obama. And then who would not agree with making America great again? The communist. We forgot about communism. They changed their name. Now, you could run for office in America as a communist, member of the Communist Party. You're not going to win because we're going to know exactly who you are. Brennan voted for the 1980 Congress. I'm sorry, the communist candidate. John Brennan did, I think. Brennan. John Brennan. Mr. One of our... Former intel CIA intelligence yeah. people. 
I think he did. I think he voted rather than vote for Jimmy Carter's reelection. I, I believe I'm right on that. I think he voted for whoever was on the Communist Party USA ticket. Well, Jimmy Carter's presidency was engulfed in the Trilateral Commission, as as unfortunately George Bush 41 imposed uh, on Ronald Reagan when he brought in James Baker uh, to basically be his chief of staff, and they throttled President Reagan's efforts, I think, to do some of the things that President Trump did and is trying to still do. Uh, and then the Council of Foreign Relations. It's a communist organization. World Health Organization, communism. United Nations, communism. All looking for one central government. The ruling elite and the servant class. That's, rem that's communism. But remember, we're going to be really happy when we eventually have nothing. I think that's 20, 20, <laughs> 2030. We're going to own nothing, and we're going to be happy. Eight years from now, can't get here fast enough. Come on. <laughs> I mean, can, can you wait till it gets here and not own anything at all and go, well, I sure am happy. <laughs> I don't own my house. I don't own my car. Uh, well, if they get electric cars, they just turn it off. That's right. If they get Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, they just turn it off. Total control. I want, a, I want a gas engine car that when I push the accelerator, it rumbles. I want to hear it. And nobody can, from a remote location, control it. I don't think Americans... That, well, we've just been brainwashed, John. We have. And we've got to get unbrainwashed. Yes. I know this is true in terms of what they tried to do to me, and I know it's true from what I've observed they do to President Trump. I call it brainwashing 101. If you tell a lie a thousand times, it's still a lie. But if you tell a lie enough times, people will believe it. Yeah. So how are we going to unbrainwash our country? Well, number one, they just turn off the television. And then have people repeat the truth to you. But that's not going to get you there. The only thing that's going to get you there is when you see the truth with your own eyes. That's right. And I think we're seeing it. We're seeing what the FBI really is like and what the DOJ really was like. We're seeing it with respect to individual people in government. They're revealing themselves to us. And then you can't say, well, Wood said this person was bad. That person tells you something, and you go, huh? He just admitted that he's bad. I mean, look at Biden. Whoever's playing his part. I mean, he, he, like, I don't know how long the character of Bribes has been around. He seems almost like the same character that was in the campaign against Trump. Which is a good question. Why in the world would the Democrats have nominated the real Joe Biden? He's racist. He's a pedophile. He's corrupt as they come. I mean, go down the list. The only time he ran, he dropped out one time because he got caught plagiarizing. I think when he had run before for the presidency, he got like 2% of the vote. How did he manage to come in and beat Bernie Sanders, who I would have thought would have been the odds-on favorite in 2020 to be nominated by the Democrats? Yeah, him or Elizabeth Warren. Pocahontas? Yeah, or Focahontas. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, why Joe Biden? And then, and then Joe Biden, what does he do? 
Allegedly. Allegedly, Jeb. <laughs> he picks the worst possible vice presidential running mate, Kabbalah Harris. I, I know it's Kamala, but I say Kabbalah for a reason. Yeah, she, she was weak. She, weak. <laughs> she was non-existent. She was collapsed. The minute it looked like she was, she might catch steam, and all questions were directed on her, she couldn't, she couldn't defend, and so she just completely collapsed. Well, she had slept her way up into political office in California with <laughs> Willie Brown, and uh, she's a communist. And I think in the one primary where she was in long enough to get votes, she got 2% of the vote, and then she dropped out. I didn't even know she lasted long, for the fir- long enough for the first primary, so that's news to me. Yeah, I think she made one, one primary and got 2%. I could be wrong, but why would you pick her? It's almost like somebody set it up on a tee for President Trump to knock it out of the park with a massive landslide re-election. I wonder who did that. That's one million dollar question. <laughs> it may be the question that we've got to have answered in order to know what's, at, what's going on in our country. I know, and I'm not a politician. I've studied the presidency. I've always been fascinated with it. But I know enough, common sense, any country, the power, the control, is the military. It's not the politician. If the military is against the politician in other countries, they'll take them out because they have the power, the physical firepower and the manpower. Right. So my question is, in America right now, who controls the military? Because if you want to take over a country, somebody wants to take over America, they've either got to control our military or they've got to defeat our military. I'm looking around the world. I don't see anybody that can defeat our military. I get tired of people saying the military's woke. I look at the body of the military's life's work. They have always lived up to their oath to defend and protect the Constitution and to defend and protect we the people. They don't take an oath to the president. They take it to the Constitution and the people. And they've never let us down. And we have done, as a nation, some horrible things to those men and women. We've sent them places where we had no business going. And then spit on them when they came back. And then mistreated them when they came back. Yep. John, I'm going to let the dogs bark. <laughs> At any rate. It's fine by uh, me. You know, so I've tried to figure out how we're still functioning. Because if our military is under the control of a character, bribes, well, this would be a great time for China or some other adversary to, to attack us, take us out, take over our country. Well, the, if, if it's China we're talking about, my initial theory was that they already have uh, through what they have is, and I say this because when I took Chinese law and they asked the question of why no Western then Western occupying power had occupied the forbidden city in the 1800s. One Chinese classmate of mine raised her hand and said, well, look, that's because 
the West had a weak partner in the Chinese emperor. So the immediacy of that response, of course, sprang to mind when I think of Joe Biden with all the stuff that he's that is that they have on him, the bribes he took from Ukraine and China as well, the business he was doing, what was revealed in Hunter Biden's laptop, all those things. I don't know how many, how many 150 SARs that that guy said, all kinds. And I think of someone else, they said he'd violated potentially, there may be what, 459 violations of state and federal law. So there's all kinds of dirt on the guy. So there's a lot of dirt on him. <laughs> so who, if we're asking the question of who's in charge and and I think the Chinese, if they, if they in fact did it, um, then they're, I don't think they want to have a physical war with us if they can avoid the violence and still get what they want. Yeah, but here's one thing, and I will, I'll raise this issue with you. I believe that the Chinese Communist Party has a deep state in it, and that our real em enemy may not be Qi and the communist, uh, Chinese communist, but our enemy from a Chinese standpoint would be the Chinese communists who are part of the deep state because their uh, banking system is still the Rothschild banking system, isn't it? Well, I'm, you've raised this issue before, and I admit I still don't, I'm still not familiar with their banking system, but what I will say is this. My housemate was a Xi Jinping fan, but she was not a communist. And she did portray Xi in a way that suggested that she conceptualized Xi Jinping as somebody who fought against the corruption the same way that we relate to Trump. Exactly. But I don't know that, again, he did study Marxism and all that stuff when he was coming through school. I don't know that he's our friend but he is identified by the Chinese who like him as somebody who, quote unquote, fights corruption. So, and there's always an element, I think with China, I think for a lot of Chinese, there's always, whether they're communists or the old timey Chiang Kai-shek nationalists, there's always a nationalist component because I think China today defined itself in opposition to the West. I think the only real difference between the Chinese communists and the Chinese nationalists was that the Chinese communists had a different idea about what to do with the landowners and, and the distribution of land wealth and that kind of thing. But other than that, like they all had a certain nationalism about them. So I think you're, I think you're at least in part correct that she is a nationalist. So isn't that inherent in almost every country? Well, it certainly was in the Soviet Union. Joe Stalin had one nation communism. He was a nationalist partly as well. So let China be China. Sure. Let Russia be Russia. Let uh, Afghanistan be Afghanistan. Let them, let them have their own government that they want. Let them have their own religious faith, whatever they choose. And then let America be America. And as long as they don't try to physically attack us, then the only thing we have to do is engage and trade with them. Or not. Or not, because yeah. we have everything in America. We got a lot of oil. We got everything. Yeah. God poured out his bounties on America. There's no reason for America to be going out 
and buying uh, products from other countries. They should be buying it from us. And I think that's what President Trump was getting at when he said we need to go back to tariffs, that they need us more than we need them. You know, before the Civil War, America was financed by tariffs. No income taxes. That came into being after the Federal Reserve was created, I believe, unconstitutionally. 1913. Yeah, the Constitution says that only the sole power to, to print money or the currency is in Congress, and they delegated it to the Federal Reserve Bank, which is not a United States bank. I mean, we gave away, we gave away the, the pocketbook, the power of the purse, and we put ourselves in captivity. That's when we turned into a corporation. I hear so many people talk about it, and I talk about it. Are we still a corporation, or are we back to being a republic, and we just don't know it yet? Has it been done and to be revealed? Well, that'll... So, to answer that question with my own question, when I heard President Trump talk about paper ballots, voting will be different. Paper ballots, same-day voting, same-day counting. If that is, in fact, a promise of what's to come and not a promotion of what needs to be done, then the answer to your question, in my view, will be yes. I think a lot of people agree 100% almost with what President Trump identifies as the problems. Yes. And uh, what he proposes uh, under his America First agenda needs to be done right. The question is, how does, how does he get back into power? And if he does, how does he get past all the rhinos and the communists in Congress to be able to do those things? Uh, I support President Trump 100%, even though I don't agree with everything that he's done. But I extend him grace because I believe that he loves America, he loves we the people, and he has a calculated reason for doing what he does. And he knows a lot more than I'll ever know. A lot more than I'll ever know. But I look around and say, okay, well, if, if I wasn't going to support President Trump, who would I want to see as the leader of We the People? I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know of anybody presently in politics that would even come close to being an, another person that would take over from Trump. I would hate. He would be such a hard act. To follow to me, I because think about how transformational he's been to our society in so many ways. He's raised issues. He's raised at least four issues I didn't even know existed. NAFTA gone, replaced with USMCA. NATO allies not paying their fair share. Trump comes along and says, "Oh well, we we pay double the amount of our two percent GDP goal. Uh, why don't y'all step up? You know, everybody but." four people in this 27 nation state alliance is ripping it off <clears throat> Germany you know playing both sides so Germ Germany's got some problems right now don't they <laughs> every country in the world has problems yeah I try to make sense of what's going on and you know I, I'm trying to figure out Trump knows President Trump knows the election system is rigged he said one time we may never have an honest election again and so you have to ask yourself the question, why would he expect to run in 2024 and get an honest election? Well, 
So he's got something up his sleeve. If he doesn't, he's delusional. And he's not delusional. I don't think he is. I do. I think he is someone who hates to lose. But he knows he didn't lose. But I don't think he would run a manuf- another into another manufactured loss knowingly unless he's figured something out. And I guess at this point I'm just trying to keep my faith that he's done that. I don't know what it is. But Faith is in things that you cannot see. That's right. I believe that Donald Trump is working with the United States military. And you cannot unsee what you have seen. There's a reason why the military came down behind him in 2017 in his inaugural uh, speech. And he knew they were coming. Because I've given enough speeches, if, if, if somebody starts, two or three people start walking up behind me, I'm gonna look around and say, who's there? He didn't flinch. Mm-mm. And it came down at a time when he said that too, for too long, a handful of people had, in effect, taken away from the we the people, that we had not benefited, but only the politicians had benefited, and that it was a new and different type of administration. Now, either I'm right, and President Trump is working with the military and has been for a number of years, or I'm wrong. I pray that I'm right, because if I'm wrong, I don't see how America is going to get over the fact that we are a declining nation. It's not going to happen with the guy that's wearing the mask and wherever he goes to play White House. Well, with all the evidence of the, of the freedoms that are suppressed, both in the lawfare against you and likely other lawyers in the country and in the fact that we seem to have such headwinds to get rid of the corrupt election systems, if the truth and fairness can't prevail through the system, and I've learned so much, I've learned so much the past two years about all the different levers of power and state governments and stuff, who, which committees do what, all that kind of thing. They ought to, they ought to abolish every one of them. <laughs> I mean, we don't need all that. Well, we did the work for them, have, and they said no. Has anybody ever stopped and gone back and looked at our Constitution? Our Constitution granted limited power to the government. That's right. It didn't say, hey, government, here you are. Take over and tell us what to do. We specifically set up a system of limited government. We did not want to have a big central government because that was, in effect, King George. Yeah. So what we have in America is a central government that has become a tyrant. It has. So we've ended up with the exact opposite of what our country was founded on. We need to get rid of this government. We need to get rid of all these federal bureaucracies. And we need to hold the feet to the fire and enforce our Constitution as it was written and as it was intended. Government needs to get out of our lives. We should be able to work with the gifts and blessings that God gave us, and we should be able to use those for our own families and then to help other people. Yes. We don't need to send it up to Washington for them to money launder it and put it in the pockets of their cronies and stick it in their own pocket. Mm-mm. But America's got to wake up, John. 
They've got to wake up soon. They do. Too many people are still asleep. They got enough money in their 401ks. They've got their vacations planned. They go to their football games. That's an idol. Yeah. It turned into a nation of idols. What we've done is we've become a nation that I say is communist in part because we've become godless. Communist or godless. Yeah. When I try to figure out in my own mind's eye and make sense out of what's going on in the, in the real world around me, you can't make sense of it. But if you view it from the spiritual world, mm. it makes total sense. This is a battle between God and the devil, the Holy Spirit versus the spirit of the Antichrist, good versus evil, and we know who's already won. But I believe every word in the Bible is true. It's God's word. And when God promises you something, he delivers. He doesn't overpromise and underdeliver, underdeliver, like, mm -mm. like some people in the present political world do. Well, he has his own schedule. I'm not picking on Mike Lindell, yeah. but he always overpromises and underdelivers. Yeah. And he's on his timing. Yeah. But if you get into get out of the politics for a minute and just look at the evil that is in our face right now, what they're doing to our children. CRT. And then that's another thing. That's talk about this. That's another issue that you think would have infuriated and in a legitimate election. We would have had a red tsunami. I, I don't see any anything fewer than sixty seats in the house being flipped with just the CRT and well Sorry, I meant the gender stuff and the sexualization of our kids at a young age. Yeah, and the CRT, because young, I think there was an African-American man who said that his you know, half-white daughter or whatever was, came home and was taught to believe that her white mother was evil, and he was raising hell with the uh, local school board about it. I've had people that I yeah. visited with at Cotton Hall, and it's a fact that there are schools, systems, that are putting litter boxes in the bathrooms of the grammar school, elementary school students. <laughs> yeah. And when somebody, somebody was here from outside of Gettysburg, and she said, boy, I'm so thankful that our school chairman did not agree uh, to put litter boxes in the bathroom. I said, litter boxes? She said, yeah, there's a big push to have them for the children who have decided that they're cats. <laughs> You know, listen. It, 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 it's it, no laughing it, matter. It, it's, it's not a laughing matter because it's happening. Hey, you get to choose whether you want to be an animal. Furries. You get to choose whether you want to be a man or a woman. How long is this nation going to openly defy the laws of God? We're worse than Sodom and Gomorrah. And we know what happened to them. Yeah. You could look at this and say that this country is so evil that God could destroy it. Or he can give us a second chance. But he says that if his people turn back to his face, repent of their evil ways and do them no more, that he will heal our land. So, hey, America, you choose. You want to do it God's way or you want to do it the devil's way? Because the devil's going to lead you straight to hell. And that's where our nation is heading. 
I agree. And we're going to only turn it around by the power of Almighty God who created everything. He created America. Only he can save America. We need a miracle. He created, a we need God. We need, yes. He created the world. Only he can save the world. That's right. So I do feel like still an increasing return to Jesus Christ and a growing strength and faith in Jesus Christ from the people I talk with on Telegram and the people that I have a chance to meet with at Cotton Hall. But we can't just say we love God. We've got to obey him. And we got to have a personal relationship with him. we got to talk to Jesus and let the Holy Spirit guide us instead of what they say on television we ought to be doing. Yeah, and he, and I couldn't he, agree more. He indwells the Holy Spirit inside of all of his children. God is the Father. God is the Son. God is the Holy Spirit. When Jesus said, I'm going to leave you in a few days, but before I go... I'm going to pray to the Father in my name that he leave with you the Comforter, the Holy Ghost, until I return. So Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, he ascended to heaven, and he's coming back one day as a God of wrath and vengeance. Okay. But God didn't leave us because he's here in the form of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is God. Yes. And you're not, I, I, I'll just tell you, I've watched the churches. I mean, they're, they're communist. Not every one of them, but the, but the boys everywhere, I think they're communist. They were going along with, you know, sit six feet apart, wear a mask. Uh, I think a lot of churches in this country are fronts for child sex trafficking. We hadn't hit on that one yet, have we? Mm -mm. Does Ron DeSantis talk about child sex trafficking? Human trafficking? When the only person who's a public figure in the entire United States of America who talks about that, other than President Trump, is you. <laughs> I don't know of anybody else who talks about it. Well, frankly. that explains why I'm attacked. <laughs> I, I, I'm attacked because I love Jesus Christ and I share him. And I do my best as a human being to speak truth. And I know in the final analysis in life, you search for truth, you're going to find that Jesus Christ is the truth. He is the way, the truth, and the life. And we have turned our back on our children. We're allowing abortions. Hopefully, this Roe v. Wade will make a difference, but you're, you're, you're killing God's children although you can't kill them i think they all grow in heaven because you can't kill a being created by god as eternal life for all of us it's just a matter of where we're going to spend it heaven or hell but we're allowing fetuses to be murdered we are allowing their body parts to be used fetal tissue in our foods human remains in our concrete? Pain relievers? Yeah. A lot of people think that this, in some of these vaccines, they may contain fetal tissue. I mean, now listen, I. They do. The potato chips we eat, McDonald's. I mean, we've simply turned our back on our children. 
And God said he weaves them together in the womb, but he knew them before he did that. Because we were with him in the beginning. We were with him in the beginning. Yeah. He knew everything. That's right. And we know what's going on with these children and the use of adrenochrome, and they terrorize them. I think children are in the tunnels, or were. And Donald Trump, that was one of the first things he said. He would dedicate the full resources of the government of the United States of America to end human trafficking. Quick trial, quick execution. Gitmo's still open, isn't it? It is. I thought character bribes said first thing he's going to do is close it. Well, that's the first thing Obama said he'd do. He didn't do it either. No, I think it's open, and then it's open. I think it's open for business. <laughs> At least I pray, but I don't know. You know, I try to make sense of things, and uh, I can't figure out because it's hard because of photoshopping and CGI and holograms. But I got to tell you something, John. I have seen too many people that don't look like they used to look. And people go, well, they're, they're aging. Well, some, some of them getting younger, the skin's smoother. Maxine. Well, they, Maxine Waters, just that picture I put up on Telegram. Of I her. did. If, if that's real, if anybody believes that's real, then uh, I'm going to pray extra hard for you. <laughs> the, uh, I mean, something's going on. I mean, why in the world, talking about propagandizing, why are so many people supporting the Ukraine? The Ukraine government, Zelensky, who is an actor and a comedian and has a multi-million dollar home in Florida, he's CIA. He was installed when they overthrew the duly elected government of the Ukraine in a color revolution. But the Democrats are going, go Ukraine, Zelensky, Zelensky. The fake media is going, Zelensky, Zelensky. The rhinos, like Lindsey Graham, Putin should be assassinated. Lindsey Graham should be disbarred. <laughs> Call yeah, for the he, murder he of a actually, foreign. He actually called for the murder of a foreign official. I didn't do that, and they tried to say I did about Pence. It, the world is upside down. It absolutely is. So when the fake media and the radical left Democrats and the rhinos like Lindsey Graham, Mitch McConnell, and others start telling me that we got to get behind the Ukraine, I'm sitting there going, "Nope, I'm gonna get behind Putin." Because Putin is a nationalist. Putin is a Christian. Putin does not like human trafficking. And he did get the Rothschild banking system out of Russia. So America needs to get unbrainwashed quickly so that we're on the right side. We need to get on the right side by being on God's side. They yes. have spent decades taking God out of school, taking him out of our government. Because the devil wants you to be brainwashed to believe that God is not real. Because if he can deceive you into believing that God is not real, then you don't believe the devil is real. And if you don't believe the devil is real, the devil can have a heyday with you. And that's what's happening in our world right now. So it, we do not fight flesh and blood. 
I try to remember that every time I get some new lawsuit filed against me or I have these people lying like dogs and accuse me of things I never did. Luckily, I have documentation to show their lies when the time comes. I sit there, and, I, and I, I'm a human being, and it hurts, and you, you kind of want to go strike back and fight back, and then you realize, wait a minute, it's not them. We do not battle flesh and blood. And so you end up forgiving them, praying for them, and you love them. You know, the people, some of my, some of the people that have abandoned me and people that have atta- attacked me, I love them for years. Guess what? I still do. I could look at Jonathan Grunberg, Nicole Wade, Taylor Wilson. Today, despite all they've said about me, I would look over and say, I still love you. And I forgive you. I think you did say that. Because you know not what you do. They don't realize they're doing it by being influenced by the devil. I got no kind words for the State Bar of Georgia. I think the state bars in this uh, country should be abolished. I don't think the State Bar in Georgia wasn't even established until 1964. Oh, wow. Uh, I think the system worked pretty good without it. We're just, uh, we're, we're on the verge of losing our freedom. And people will say, well, that's, you know, that's the guy running around saying, the sky is falling, the sky is falling. The sky is falling. And if we don't wake up to it, uh, it's going to fall down and crush us. And then everybody's going to be going, what happened? How did we turn into a total uh, country of tyranny and communism? By that time, if you let it happen, it could be decades, generations, before you would ever get back your freedom if you did. So do we want to fight that battle now? Or do we want to wait and fight it down the road where it may be a long time trying to fix it. I, of course, say now. And I get asked so many times, how do we fix 2020? Well, I think it's got to be the military or we don't fix it. What are we supposed to do? And, and it, 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 you struggle because you know that you want to be honest. And I can't tell people, go out and, Organize your precincts and, you know, get involved in politics. It's a corrupt system. And the people that are in power are not going to pay attention to the people. So what can we do? You can pray. You can pray for our nation, pray for our world, pray for your fellow men and women. And then the second thing I'd say is support Donald J. Trump because they're trying to destroy his base of support. That was part of the midterm strategy. Oh, that's very apparent. With Not only with DeSantis' big margin, but Brian Kemp's 9% victory over Abrams, I expected him to lose. I, I'm, I'm so... After what he did. I am so disappointed in really the state I've spent most of my life in. When you had all the evidence of what was done wrong in Georgia, 
starting with the fact that the legislature did not approve the changes in the election laws or procedures in 2020. That's the legal issue I raised and took it to the Supreme Court in the general election and in the runoff, and they didn't hear it, but I was right. Clarence Thomas said it in his dissent. So I'm, and, and what does Georgia do? What are the people in Georgia doing? They're focusing on whether the damn Georgia Bulldogs are gonna win the national championship. Well, that's fine. But now what you've done is you have put your eye on an idol football and you have taken your eye off the ball where you've got a corrupt government and they're losing your freedoms, they're selling you out, and you care about football? You better wake up, Georgia. But that's all the devil's plan. Yeah. Distract them. Get them to look over here. Get them to look, get them to focus. You dogs better stop that. <laughs> Sorry. Get them to focus on football. Don't let them focus on what really matters. Don't let them focus on the children. Atlanta, Georgia has a, had a reputation since I was living there for years as being the center for child sex trafficking. But let's just worry about whether the Bulldogs win. Don't worry about the kids, wherever they are, wherever they're being taken to, whatever's being done to them. We got to go get another championship. Right. You can see I get a little hot-blooded when it comes to that. I, I loved football. I don't watch professional sports anymore. I don't watch college sports anymore because if you can bet on it, it's rigged. The devil is the little G God of the world. I don't know why I didn't. Well, I know why. Because God woke me up, tapped me on the shoulder in August of 2018. And I know that this world is evil. And I learn it more and more every day. And I know that this world is a lie because the devil is incapable of telling you the truth. He is incapable of doing good. He's going to do evil, and he's going to lie, and he's going to deceive you. We won't get off on some of the subjects that I've, we talked about before, I think, at least I've talked about on Telegram. I think we're going to find out in time that almost everything we learned about our world that we did not see that we did not experience firsthand, we're going to find out that most of it was a lie because this is the devil's world, but God is sovereign. God is sovereign. So again, only he's going to fix this according to his plan and on his timing. That's right. And I've said this, I probably said it to you, and I didn't mean to start preaching, but I'd rather preach than talk politics. I'm not a preacher. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. I, I know you're an ordained. You're an ordained minister. That's right. I did get ordained by the Universal yeah. Church of Life or something, so I could do weddings uh, ceremonies if I, someone asked me to at Cotton Hall. The uh, I know that I know that if America goes full bore communist, I'm gonna be fine. The best for me is still yet to come because I'm going to heaven. If we're able to, hopefully with President Trump and the military, save our freedom and get this country back on the right track to save America, to put it first and to make it great again, I'm going to be fine because I'm going to heaven. The best is always yet to come if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the Son of God. 
but I care about my children. I love them deeply. Don't be misled by the propaganda. And I know I love my grandson, and I will love all of my grandchildren. And I will not be around for the great-grandchildren necessarily, but I want those children and my grandchildren and yours and everybody's to have the benefit and the opportunity provided by freedom. Amen. To live in a free world. And then freedom gives them the ability and right to worship Jesus Christ without fear of government retribution or persecution. America is made up of many different religious faiths. But I believe in Jesus Christ. And I believe the pilgrims came here so that they could worship Jesus Christ and not be forced to participate in the Church of England that did not recognize Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and the Son of God. So <clears throat> people can say, well, Wood's a religious fanatic. That's fine. You can stick that on my back anytime you want to. Jesus freak. <laughs> because if I'm that, and when, when I get to the gates of heaven, uh, if I showed him a state bar card, the Lord's going to look at me and say, Lynn, that didn't help you here. Hmm. But if I had a, a, a sticker on my back that said, Jesus freak, he'd go, come on in. <laughs> yeah, that, that's definitely a, a more preferred credential. Well, I think that our nation has got to turn its face back to the face of God. I've said that three times, and I've said it 133 times. I mean, it's just a matter of God's timing is when he's going to wake this country up. I believe that God is going to humble this nation and the, and, the, and the world. I believe he's going to bring us to our knees. I don't know if it's going to be food shortages. I don't know whether it's going to be uh, a conflict between uh, China with Taiwan, whether it could be something with North Korea, whether it could be the nuclear war scenario that even old character bribes talking about. He said, well, we could have another Cuban Missile Crisis. I lived at the time, of the, I was 10 years old when the Cuban Missile Crisis occurred. You could not get into a church. They mm. were packed. Because everybody thought that they were facing nuclear annihilation, the end of the world. <laughs> Good reason. So you start adding up any one of those, and this nation could be humbled. You add up several, and this nation will be on its knees begging God to save us. Do I want that to occur? Yes. Because people don't need God when they think times are good. But if you're on an airliner and you're plunging into the, to the, to the land, you're not calling a stockbroker, are you? No. You're praying to God to save you. And sometimes that's what he does. He's going to put us in a position where we're going to know, hey, guess what? We need God. That is an indispensable ingredient to our restoration. There's no question about that. And when people find out the truth about what's being done to these children, I'm not sure people are going to be able to accept it. Some people won't even talk to me about it. They go, I don't want to believe that. That's not true because the devil's going to be deceptive enough to make a plan so evil that people aren't going to want to believe it. But sure. I've seen it. We know it's happening. 
We know about child sacrifice. We know what they're doing with the blood. But most people, they look at me, Lynn, I don't believe that, and I don't want to hear about it. They're going to learn about it one day. Well, MS-13 is clearly a satanic gang, that those satanic rituals in which they murder children 15 years old or whatnot, they, I used to think, well, any kind of evil is satanic, but no, they are theistically satanic. And these are the people, Trump called them animals, and then Nancy Pelosi back in early in his first term said, well, Trump is dehumanizing these poor little immigrants. He was getting rid of MS-13. He was kicking out the devil-worshipping murderers. He said it in, he said it in, one, of, in one or more of his rallies when they, yeah. he talked about a young girl being uh, murdered in a satanic ritual. Yeah, that's MS-13 doing that. That's, we've got gangs of people clearly doing that kind of thing. So you're either with God or you are against him. There's no in-between. You don't sit on the fence. Nope. If you're sitting on the fence, you're against him. So of the people that are not for God or with God, we pray that they will get there. For the ones that are not there, they're against him. And a large number of those people actively worship the devil. The others that don't actively worship him they're, they're going to be influenced by the, by the spirit of the Antichrist. That's right. So I said it in December of 2020, I think, in Alpharetta. This is the battle between good and evil. This is the battle for the soul of our nation. It is. And it's not to be monetarily prosperous. It's to go to the very core values of humanity this nation stands for. And if we cannot protect our children, we cannot protect anybody. And you would have thought that, they, the, that the people in this country would have rallied around and wanted to know more about what's going on with the four or 500,000 children that go missing in this country a year and the millions that go missing around the world. Why we got so many charitable organizations for children in Haiti and Africa and the Ukraine because you get a higher quality adrenochrome from children of color. Their skin stays smoother longer. Ukrainian children wouldn't be. They're, they're, they're Caucasian, though. But you, I'm talking about the, where they run the orphanage and stuff through uh, Ukraine. They, okay. they traffic children through there. Okay. But, but what you look around and go, why are, we, why are we focusing on children in Haiti and children in Africa and uh, some of the uh, countries that are uh, part of South America. Right. Because the children are of color. It's all about money. The love of money mm. is the root of all evil. But I tell you what, for the people that load up on it, get all you can get, buddy. <laughs> and then stuff their billions of dollars in your casket. Mm. But it ain't going with you. Nope. When you go to hell. <clears throat> we came into this world naked, we leave this world naked. They might even use it as the kindling to light that fire you'll be roasting in. <laughs> <laughs> it's fire and brimstone. <laughs> and the wailing and gnashing of teeth with people for eternity crying out for God to save them, but it's too late. Yeah. I don't want anybody to go to hell. Neither do I. 
I can't imagine eternity in hell without the love of your father. But it's going to be too late if you don't get it on earth. People say, well, would you talk about some of these things that people are doing wrong? Well, listen, if it's true, it gives them a chance to be saved before they get to the judgment day because they're going to judgment day. If you believe in Jesus Christ, you don't go to judgment day. You're in. But if you are someone that did not know him, can you imagine being in hell, knowing you're there for eternity? And then they're going to read to you every bad act you ever did. I can't mm. imagine it. can't imagine it. Well, I'm not sure that we hit all the issues of the day. I, I, I think Trump has a strategy as to why he decided to run and uh, or announce that he's running for president. I don't think he really said he was running for president in 2024, but we can't, we won't fight over that <laughs> technicality. But, but uh, I still believe that Donald Trump is our commander in chief. And the optics are that uh, he's not the, the president right now because the things that have to be done where he cannot be, optically at least, the president. But the more they go after him, the more I know I'm, I'm, I'm right. Because if they beat him, and if he has no influence, why in the world do they ratchet it up daily to try to get him? Exactly. Why'd they impeach him when he was leaving office? Doesn't make any sense, does it? And why now they're going to put a special prosecutor? You see the picture of that special prosecutor? <laughs> it, looked like a, it looked like a mug shot. Yeah, it looked like an angry librarian or something. I cannot unsee the fact that I saw a fake inauguration. I saw it with my own eyes. I was watching it. Fake inauguration, fake president, fake administration. Well, you did better than I did. I couldn't watch it. <laughs> I, I, watched, I watched his State of the Union uh, speech this year. He didn't give one in 21. <laughs> but I watched it, and I thought, Kabbalah Harris looks like a robot. And Nancy Pelosi looked like she was looking past Biden, almost like he was a hologram. Mm. I, I don't know, and I, I, I always like to hear from people in Washington, D.C. area. <laughs> I pray for them for having to live in that swamp. But uh, I don't think our government is functioning at what clearly should be a normal level. Because it sure hadn't been functioning for a while. It was a ghost town. Well, that can be said in a variety of contexts. <laughs> it may not have been functioning for, since 1913 or 1871. Well, John, I appreciate it. I talk too much. Next time I'll let you. No, you don't. Oh, I talk too much. But I have, I have a passion for my country. I share it. And I have a love and passion for my family. So do I. And more than anything, I have a love for Jesus Christ, for what he did for me. Knowing that he'll do it for everybody else. He will. So that uh, wraps up episode 29 of Tomotley Talks. I, I hope you've enjoyed us. Um, but thanks if you didn't for listening to us. And I hope you've got your, I hope you, you may come away saying my greatest wisdom from that episode 29 was when the puppies were barking. <laughs> Well, they added to the uh, 
they added to the. Uh, they, they, I think most people welcome that background noise. It's. Uh, well, I love my puppies. I love them too, and they love you, thank John. You. Thank you, and thank you for your thank ongoing you. efforts for fight back. I know that we, I know that we struggle, and people have been good to us. It was a wonderful thing they did when they came up with the idea of seventy dollars for my seventieth birthday to go to fight back. The lawfare costs are significant, and. Uh, I'm just grateful to everybody that digs into their pocket and gives us $10 or $20. Um, because we, we yeah. tell you what we're doing with it. Yeah. And it's not about me. No, it's not. If they take me down, it's going to be easy for them to take a lot of people down. Well, they, I've said that before. Well, they, it's, it's as simple as this. Do you like, do, do they like, do they think that what is happening to you should be happening to anyone? And their answer should be no. And if their answer is no, then, you know, regardless of what they think about your personal wealth or anybody else's, <laughs> you should be dwindling rapidly. <laughs> well, they should be. I've got a lot of dirt. I mean, I gave money, I, I used to give money to Donald Trump. He's got a lot more money than I do. I don't, you know, I don't say, hey, liquidate your billions and then I'll give you five bucks. But I think, I want to thank Laura Fay. I've never met her in person, but she had the idea of people coming up, people could give $5 for recurring donations. Something that won't make a huge dent, but something that's persistent, if we could get enough people to do that. Well, It'd be great. I appreciated and, and your I, idea on that. Pat Maddox and uh, uh, some other people, Lane Five Ash, and some people, you know, got behind the idea of the birthday uh, donation, and we, we did, we 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 had a big bump in our, uh, in our uh, donations for that time period. Uh, but I don't like being accused of grifting. Of course, because I'm not a grifter. No. But everybody goes, well, Wood's a multimillionaire. Why is he asking for money? It's not for me. Mm -mm. But it gives you, just like you say, well, Trump's a billionaire, but people gave him money. I gave him, a, I thought I was giving it to him. It turned out it was a scam. I ended up going to the Republican National Committee for use in the Michigan, Wisconsin, <laughs> Arizona, all these states where we know there were problems in the election. Uh, because you got a dog in the fight. I give, I, I'm embarrassed to admit this now, but in 2012, I think I was, I think my salary, including overtime, was about, well, it wasn't a salary. It was an hourly wage of about $16 and change. And I may not be perfect on that, but I gave $1,200 to the <clears throat> Mitt Romney campaign. Okay, well, that was... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not asking for a refund, but that was 3% of my... Deception. Three per, I mean, he was my heart. <laughs> he was a mega millionaire, so I didn't say, hey, he, he needs to liquidate his assets before I can contribute to the cause. And Well, everybody should want to have a dog in the fight, but what you've got to do is closely scrutinize the fight. Yeah because there's so much grifting and people conning people out of money right now from the Red Cross to the Samaritan's Purse down to the America Project. That was for you, Mike mm. and Patrick. Patrick's member of the Council of Foreign Relations. <laughs> Do the math. People are being scammed and grifted off of constantly. 
Now you can turn it all off. But if you find somebody that you believe is fighting for you, fighting for your freedom, fighting for your children, get a dog in the fight. Absolutely. It's for the cause, not for the person. So now people listen, okay, the, the, the haters are always going to hate, okay? Will Wood was on Grifting for Money on Tomotley Talks. I hope people that have spent time and have looked at the body of my life's work know that, <laughs> know that, that was a course that just said, yes, we have. They know, that, they know the body of my life's work, and I hope they know me as a person, and they don't believe the lies. But if they do... I can't, I can't change their mind if they're going to ignore the body of my life's work and what I've stand, stood for in, in publicly the last three-plus years. But really all my life I fought for the, for the underdog and I fought for the, the person that was being crushed by the, by the big people, the club. Uh, maybe the reason why the club's so out to get me now. Mm-hmm. Payback. <laughs> but it, uh, again, you and, and, and Drew Trammell are going to be the... The future faces of fight back, and all both of you love Jesus Christ, and both of you love America. Yes. And I hope that uh, what some may have intended for bad when they got me to join fight back, that over time we'll turn it and it will be good. Because if I can get, we can get past the lawfare. Hopefully, there will be at that time some legitimate organizations that you can trust, so that we can turn part of our focus and fight back to helping the children. Absolutely. Because if they have been rescued, they're going to need help. And Drew had a great idea about, you know, maybe, um, you, you know, like some type of equine facility somewhere around here. Yeah. For I, kids. Well, you know, if I can hang on to this place, I've got that opportunity. I, I've always fancied since I, I bought this property that I could have uh, some type of a day camp for kids. That would be great. Because there's going to be a lot of kids that are going to need spiritual guidance. And I'll tell you, if you get them out there and you teach them how to hunt and teach them how to fish and teach them how to t- take care of dogs and take care of horses and farm a little bit, uh, you're putting them right in touch with the good Lord. Because it's right. God's country. And the low country is a special place. I know you like to come. and I, always I love like, it. I, I listen, I always like to see you. And I'm so blessed by the people that come to Cotton Hall and I love to spend time talking with them I'm not always here but I'm usually here because remember David Clements he's in prison at Tamatley I'm exactly where I want to be I love Tamatley but you but you make these prison breaks to Cotton Hall to talk I, to your your I, visitors I, I, I get I get a, I get a day pass every once in a while from Allie <laughs> and uh she doesn't like to give it to me because <laughs> She likes to go everywhere I go, and then the Motley and crew, they, they really want to go too, but uh, you can see that sometimes they want to talk too much, so I, I, I don't take them over when I meet with people. But they usually come by here and get a chance to meet them and to meet the Motley Moves and to meet Rascal and Hero and Miles. Uh, I the best thing is when they come over here and just look at the land. Ronald Stanley takes them around and, and he's tries the best. to show them. He's one a fine man. He's great. Uh, yeah, I, I used his name <laughs> last night to make a point about some of the things that I have not been talking about that were done by a certain individual here. and uh, You don't cross Ronald Stanley. 
No, it's pretty hard to make him mad. I think well, you, you mess you mess with his land and what he's working to do to beautify it. <laughs> he was a football player. <laughs> he's a great athlete, but he's not a man of violence. But he's a man that knew exactly what to do that day, and he made that gentleman plant that rice right back by hand, the grass that he had torn up with his little four wheeler, my four wheeler actually that he wanted to buy. I don't want to get off on that. That takes me away, and distracts me from what I want to say here at the end. And if you don't mind, I'd like to close this session with just a brief prayer. I would love that. Almighty God, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is Lynn. You know John's here. You know the puppies are here. And we pray now, Lord, to... Thank you for all the blessings you've bestowed upon us, the blessing of this day and all the blessings of our life. We thank you for the blessing of freedom. We thank you for the opportunities that you've given to us in the land that you created here in America. And Lord, we pray that you will heal our land and that you will resolve the issues that face this world. We pray that your people will turn back to your face repent and end their evil ways. We thank you for the gift of salvation. We thank you for the promise of eternal life with you in heaven. You are a magnificent and awesome God. Forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our shortcomings and our failures. We pray these things. We ask these things of the Father praying them to the Father in the name of the Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, the Son of God. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us on uh, episode 29 of Tomotley Talks. Uh, if the good Lord's willing, we'll have a chance to get to number 30 one day soon. Uh, thank you for coming, John. And uh, Thank you, Lynn. God bless you, and God bless each and every one of you out there that are listening to me and that follow me on Telegram. I love the we the people. I love the people. God bless you. Thank you. Good night. We'll talk soon.